Yeah, how... it really does blow your mind, right? Yeah. I remember like when that like de- when when that amount of money hit our bank account, the bank actually called me and was like, "What just happened?" Welcome to the Real Estate Mogul MD podcast. Thanks for tuning in and taking control of your financial future. This is a show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you actionable, real-world experience to help you live life by design. You'll hear journeys and stories from other physicians, investors, coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs. And now, here's your host, Brett Riggins. Have you heard of the short-term craze of becoming a real estate professional status and being able to offset your active income with your passive losses. Now, there's no way of knowing uh, how much time that you have, uh, how much material participation you have in your properties unless you're tracking it. Well, I'm excited about today's show. So if you if you have a short-term uh, rental, if you have a long-term rental looking to track that information as well too, you're going to love this show. Today's guest has, is an MD and PhD in molecular biology, trained at Harvard Medical School, is a mom of three young kids, a real estate investor, and the founder of Reps Tracker app. So with all of this stuff going on, you better believe it's going to take a team to track this, right? No, stay tuned. Listen to this Reps Tracker app. It's very interesting. Please welcome Dr. Kirsten Limmer. All right, Dr. Kirsten Limmer. Here we are. And always, before we get into anything, always, I mean, we talk for so long before we even come on to the air here and just let the guests know just a great conversation. I'm excited to talk about kind of how our two worlds collided. And um, before we even get there, Tell us a little bit about your background in medicine, right? And where yeah. you where you started at and then where you're at now. Yeah, so um, I am a pediatrician. Um, I have an MD and a PhD in molecular biology um, and, you know, started just straight pediatrician and, um, you know, life, life took some turns and now I don't just identify as a pediatrician. Uh, so I started getting involved in real estate, um, several years back, um, got more and more involved and, um, became like a real estate professional, um, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about. Um, so now I identify as a pediatrician and a real estate professional and also an app maker. An app maker and a mother and yes, 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 an yes. Mother's lover. A... Yes. So <laughs> anything. So I saw um a picture of uh one of your Instagram posts that you were looked like maybe out in the backyard and they're as a rooster. Oh yeah, it, well it's actually not a rooster, they're illegal in our town. So oh. <laughs> but it's a hen. It's a hen. <laughs> That's a hen. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. It, I, I know. She really does look like a rooster, though. It's funny. If she wasn't laying eggs, we would totally think she was a rooster. Interesting. So I just yeah. disclosed my lack of farm ability there, right? <laughs> rooster. No, very interesting. Um, and and the uh the fact that you are, you know, a pediatrician, a real estate investor. And a mother, you've got kids, animal yeah. lover. It's just, there's so much going on. So, um, are you still practicing right now? Yes. Yeah. I'm practicing, um, very part time, one weekend a month. Um, so enough to like, you know, fill my bucket essentially in the medicine world, um, and give me enough time to run a business, do real estate and, and spend time with my kids. When you say fill your bucket, what does that mean? Um, not financially, but oh, okay. fill my bucket from a, 
<laughs> no, no, no. Not one week in a month as a pediatrician certainly does not fill your bucket financially. There you go. Um, no. Fill my bucket in terms of like why I went into medicine. So, you know, I, I actually, I, I, now I do newborn medicine. So I just see the, the babies when they're born, um, in the hospital and it is like a fantastic job. Uh, it's, like I I would say like 90% of the time, you know, of course there's those edge cases, but 90% of the time, it's just like the most joyful position that you can be in is like being part of this family's like monumental thing that probably the most important thing that happened in their life thus far. Right. Um, and just being like intimately involved in, in this and with all of these families. So that like fills my bucket. I think if I were to give that up, it would really feel like I, I had a, a void or, you know, I was left a hole. So I, I still need to hold on to that, despite the fact that I truly don't really have time to be doing that be with my other adventures. But I right. just, you know, I, 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 I do it because I love it. Yeah. And that perspective of filling your bucket is is a wonderful statement because, uh, you know, we all have the tendency to put these numbers on our goals or on our directions. But the emotional piece of it, I mean, it just gives me goosebumps to even think about it. That's what wealth is to me. That's what that's right. just happiness and excitement. You know, with the health, you get to be able to share these things, these experiences and these passions that you have with people. So that bucket needs to be filled. That's really right. important. So happily throw that number out, Kirsten, and just don't even worry about that. And when it comes <laughs> to that, because you have the ability to do that, even though you're trying to squeeze it in, that's why you started medicine. And that's what the passion is. And a lot of the right. listeners have that same passion. My passion's around real estate. And I live that each and every day. I was, we were recording this. Um, where are you located? Are you, what state San are you? San Diego, California. Oh, wow. So you are yeah. on West Coast. So it's uh, yeah. a little earlier there for 10 a.m. Yeah. 10 a.m. So <laughs> here is one in the afternoon. I'm in the Carolinas and my passion led me to, um, working on some development stuff, uh, until three o'clock in the morning last night. Wow. I'm what you would call a business owner, but still self-employed. But this passion drives me through. I didn't have to do that, right? I, I know it's not healthy that I do that, but that continues to carry me and push me. And it, you know, it motivates us at the same time that passion does. So you're driving for that medicine, filling those buckets. Let's talk a little bit about real estate. How did that come about in your medical career? And when, what, like, what was that? What was the first time that you saw it? And then what was the first deal that you actually did? Yeah. So actually, those are two two separate um, instances. So the first time I saw it was um, we um, lived in Boston during our training. And um, when I moved there, um, we are, I already had a kid um, as an intern. And so we needed to, to get at least a three-bedroom place because we actually needed to have somebody live with us because... Those of us who have gone through residency, my husband is a CT surgeon. So both of us were working at least 80 hours a week, um, you know, probably more, but don't, don't say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to work more than that, but you know, we all know how it goes. Anyways, we had to have live in childcare. Um, so we had to have at least a three bedroom place. And in Boston, trying to find a three bedroom place for rent is like trying to find this like unicorn in, you know, uh, it's just, it's, 
it's possible, but certainly you're going to pay a ton for it. And we realized that the the financial equation worked much better to actually have us buy a place, despite the fact that there were, you know, so many people that were telling us like, you don't buy a place, first of all, on like a resident and fellow salary, like, you, you just can't. And second of all, like, this is a this is a temporary living situation for you. So why would you buy it and then be in the situation where you have to sell it in a few years? Um so anyways, despite the, all these well-meaning people giving us lots of advice to the contrary, we went ahead and bought this um, fixer-upper, essentially. It was this um, house or townhouse in um, a beautiful area in, in Boston and Charlestown, if anybody is familiar with the Boston area. Um, and But it was like the, the ugliest place ever. It had like the, the worst paint colors, which, you know, those of us in real estate, we love looking for places with crappy paint colors, right? Like those bold paint <laughs> colors, just like, just like put your blinders on, like pretend it's a different paint color and then you can see the vision, right? Yeah. Um, but but it, it really deterred so many people. So the house was on a market for so long. And so we got a good deal on it. Um, long story short, we, we lived in there for a few years. We did sell it. Um, now, you know, I'm not a big fan of selling real estate, but you know, back then we, we did have to sell it. And, um, and we made a, a, for us at the time, it was a massive profit. Like for, for us just, you know, having been in training and really just working for pennies on the dollar for years, um, it was a profit that we would certainly have never been able to accumulate on our own. Um, and so we really saw the power of real estate and that was just in passive appreciation. The whole foods moved into the, to the neighborhood. I guess there was some, some forced appreciation on our part. Cause at, when I was post call, I would like knock down non load bearing walls and like paint. Yeah. That's major. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all the aggression oh, out from the night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, we painted we you know painted the whole place ourselves. Put lipstick on a pig, essentially. Mm-hmm. It, we really didn't change much about the place, but it was enough that we um, made it look pretty. And so when we sold it, you know, we 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 were able to benefit from some forced appreciation on our part and the passive appreciation for just like the the area getting um, better and the Whole Foods moving into who was the, the who was it? Do you recall that was telling you not not to do that? Um, that happens yeah, a lot, the, Kirsten. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. A lot of the older generation, like parents, um, aunts, uncles, you know, relatives, but, you know, actually a lot of people in medicine, now I can't remember for sure who, uh, who it was exactly, but um, a lot of, I felt like um, anybody that was in medicine that I came across at the time, and obviously we hadn't found our like real estate medicine niche at that point, but um, other doctors in the hospital, like, you know, directors of the, the programs and stuff, um, I found like they were very conservative in terms of investments and real estate and, um, kind of held that very popular opinion of like you, if you're going to buy a house, it like you have to be able to hold on to it for decades. Um, or at least you have to be in a position to be able to hold on to it for decades. And that, that, that should be your goal, um, in order to like, you know, to, to benefit from it. Otherwise you could be in trouble. And that was like the, that was the, the message that was getting across to us. Over yeah. And that, that, that perspective is, mm-hmm. I mean, instantly it, it's like trying to compare apples and oranges. It's like, that's the person who may be buying, uh, no value add scenario, top of market, uh, on the market, um, probably investing, doing different things to make it their own. So they're, they're just throwing money away. And yeah. you can't even compare that to speaking with somebody in real estate. You say, Hey, yeah, that's great. If you have the opportunity or the opportunity to do this. There are ways that you can do it to if you had to sell it, 
mm-hmm. you'd still be okay. It's all, it's an equation, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm a real estate investor. You're a real estate investor and yeah. it's easier to see that now, but I just wanted to ask, I, I wanted to ask that question because all of the listeners I'm sure have the same thing um, yeah. going on where they're told not to invest in real estate, uh, stay safe, safe, conservative kind of thing, real estate being an alternative, but even in the perspective of a personal home is not an investment per se, it's still mm-hmm. a liability, it's still taking cash out of my pocket. But in this scenario, uh, it, it was important that you did that. Also, right. we're juggling, we'll just make it a, a little muddier too, Kirsten, is the idea of live like a resident, yeah. right? Um, and not because you've got all this student debt, now you're going to take on more debt. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference. There's a line here that with some education, surrounding yourself um, with the right people, expanding your associations, that these types of investments are possible at any time, Right. And right. we didn't even, we didn't even talk about like in that same scenario, finding obviously in the Boston market be a little more difficult, but finding a scenario where you could do a, a seller carry, a owner mm-hmm. finance, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. alternative subject to like, how could you just say, no, don't do this if you have no right. idea what, what the deal is. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And actually we ended up getting a doctor's loan for that, for that property. So it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was a great, it was a great move. Um, and you know, it, it all worked out really well. And, and yes, I agree with you. And I think that like, even for a primary home kind of going in it with that, it's kind of like an investor mindset, right? Like you location, 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 like you, there's, there's certain like, I don't know, brute formulas that, that really are winning strategies, like a, a cosmetically ugly house in a great neighborhood, like is a winning strategy 99% of the time, right? No matter whether you're investing or it's a primary home. So yeah, I think that, that that's, um, that's really a key point is like, you just go in with a little bit of, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of, um, skill. And most of the time you're, you're going to be totally safe. So. I also saw a clip of yours on your Instagram too, of you, you jumping off a boat and the the tag was uh, jumping into the diversified streams or passive streams of income. I like that. But right there at that point, that's it. It's like you have this, you have, you have, you know, these different sources of information, naysayers, um, go ahead, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just this all different kinds of stuff coming at you. At some point you have to make that jump off the boat. You have to take. Right. And it did, and you work. It worked out for you. Yeah. Um. For me and my family, especially, we buy off market. Like I'm direct to seller. Uh. That's where you know. Last seven years, I've spent my life in. Oh my goodness, it is a not a joy talking to distressed sellers with distressed um, yeah. properties, but it makes it difficult for what for. So we recently moved to the Carolinas, and you know, in the in the time, I was like, okay, I pulled in my mind, I pulled the trigger. It's time to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go. So we flew down here. We looked at some properties. Um, it's so hard to buy something on the market in it, you know, because I was ready to go. It's just at that yeah. point, I made the sale to myself. And I was, I guess, the value exchange of, okay, I'm going to appreciate this property. The gain is not going to be uh, monetary. The gain is going to be the time that I spend with my family. I don't want to work on the house. I want to mm-hmm. pool. So there's some things that in my mind, I weighed the the pros and the cons of that buying it, where if I were to buy it and then sell it three months later, I would mm-hmm. be in the loss, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's what's working best for you at that 
for that season of life, for that goal, particular goal. Yeah. You have to weigh all of the, all of the the things in that. Yeah. And so you ended up in Boston in Boston, was it down by the harbor? Is that what they <laughs> Kind of close to the harbor. The donkeys? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we went to Boston yeah. um, for our 10th anniversary. Absolutely loved it, but we were on keto. So it was okay. like oh, misery. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, why would you like, ever do that? We did this thing called 75 Hard and yeah. um, literally changed our lives. Absolutely love it. Anybody out there, Google search at 75 Hard. Okay. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. But we found ourselves, we went out to Boston just for the weekend I uh, yeah. went, went whale watching. That was so cool. We got to yeah. see whales. It, it, was, it was a fun time. Very cool area. So you're in Boston. You have this place yeah. um, as a personal property. Where does the first kind of real estate... I mean, that was the trigger. Like when... That was the trigger. When yeah. you see these... The first time I saw a piece of paper turn into tens of thousands of dollars in assignment of contract. So I put yeah. a property into contract to purchase... I have a cash buyer. I assign my interest in the property to another buyer. I literally yeah. turn this piece of paper into 20, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 blows my mind, right? Yes. Yeah. How... It really does blow your mind, right? Yeah. I remember like when that, like when, when that amount of money hit our bank account, the bank actually called me and was like, what just happened? <laughs> Like, like, you really were not making a lot of money up until this, like a big, big, huge amount just hit your, your, your account. And I was like, oh, we just sold our house. And that was like the profit. And she was all girl, you did a good thing. <laughs> that must have been a home down bank. It wasn't Chase Bank then, huh? Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's fun. So we've got this trigger, uh, trigger event in your life that says, yeah. And that's that reality of, you know, if you've read the little purple book, I've heard it referred to rich dad, poor dad, this idea that that money is, is it is an idea. It's 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 something we create. And these things through real estate, through value add scenarios, forced equity, buy Mm -hmm. buy low, sell high, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff, appreciation, Mm -hmm. it creates this, this opportunity for this trigger effect. So this has happened in your life. And when does that now turn into investing in real estate as opposed to, you know, doing a good turn on your personal house? Right, right. Yeah. So um, so we did take that money and bought our forever home, which I'm, you know, talking to you um, right now from. Um, and but immediately we started thinking about how we were going to um, start investing in real estate. So very soon after closing on our forever home, we started Put, pushing our funds towards the next um, acquisition and that this would be the intention of, of being a, an investment property. So we did buy um, a short-term rental in the Palm Springs area. Um, and, um, and that was several years ago. So that was before, you know, the big boom of, of short-term rental. So it was kind of the glory days for those, for those people that have been in the short-term rental world for a while, because it was so much easier to run a short-term rental back then. Um, you were kind of, you know, you didn't have quite so much, uh, competition. The guests tended to be a little more chill, but, you know, I, I realized that, that it, it's still a great place to be in this, um, in the real estate world. It just, it was, it was wonderful back then. So anyways, we bought this, this short term rental. It did very well. Um, cash flowed really well. Um, and unfortunately the regulations did change a couple of years ago, right around COVID, um, or right after the, the lockdown, um, to outlaw short-term rentals. And so, you know, the equation kind of changed for us. So we did, we, we, again, we sold another piece of piece of real estate, 
which I'm not a big fan of, but in that case, it was just not 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 working for us anymore. Um, but we did take that money, 1031 exchange um, it. Nice. And um, at that point, at that point, we had already accumulated several properties um, down in the South. Um, and so we 1031 to, to more properties and just expanded our, our empire from there. So yeah, it's been, um, it's been a like, you know, sort of bursts of energy with our real estate portfolio, which has been really fun. Beautiful. And just to kind of touch on that 1031 idea, um, neither of us are CPAs. I always love saying that. (laughs) Um, And the idea of the 1031 exchange is so when the when there's a trigger event of a sale of a property, we've been we love real estate because we depreciate it, meaning that Mm -hmm. we offset our income by showing the loss on the property, depreciation of the property. But when we sell it, it has to be recaptured. Right. So in the way to continue to kick the can down the road, which is what this is, right, um, mm-hmm. is called the 1031 exchange. So instead of paying taxes on that capital gains, basically, we're going to continue to kick the can by the ro- down the road by hitting these special steps in the 1031 exchange, which require it to be a like property, meaning mm-hmm. like investment property kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then within a certain time frame, and you can do these before or after. So that's just a general summary of that 1031 exchange. But it's really cool right. because then that allows us to do the exchange, depreciate, exchange, yeah. depreciate, exchange, depreciate, never have to recapture that, uh, right. that, that capital gain. Yeah. Yeah. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Yeah. It's it was one of the more stressful times of my life was when that that clock started ticking for the 1031 exchange. The time period, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it's it, it, you know, it's fun once once it's all said and done, you really feel like you accomplished something, but it's uh that that the time period is the real kicker for the 1031. So the interesting part of that too, Kirsten, is that you can actually do it before. Like you can go find your other property and then yes. sell this property, which may lift the stress a little bit too. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many. It's it's almost like a puzzle or like a Tetris game or something. There's like so it's, many pieces. It's taxes, like, well, if this it's happens, all, it's all crazy. It's all you're right. Like, you're right. How can I make this so complicated that people yeah. don't even want to try to use it? Right. You know. Right. It's, yeah. The, the, the number of thousands and thousands of pages of the tax code is just mind blowing. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. But here we are, leveraging the goods of it, and yeah. you now have these properties in the south. Are uh, mm-hmm. you like Southeast or um, Tennessee south? and Alabama? Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Alabama. And yeah. now are these all short term? No, they're actually all long term right now. Um, so uh, currently I don't have any short term rentals, which is, you know, a little, I don't know, tear jerking for me. I I actually really love this. The, I love short term rentals. I love hospitality. I just, it's just not in the cards for me right now with a little more time commitment, depending on how you structure it. Um, it, but I, right now with my other businesses, I just can't, can't run a short-term rental at the I same time. I think you so. hit that right on the nose too, with yeah. the, uh, it's hospitality and it's a right. totally different direction. When I speak with, um, prospective investors or clients or, you know, even my, my wife with our portfolios, it's, yeah. it's different. Like it's the hospitality piece and it's got to align yeah. with your values and it's got to align mm-hmm. with your time. Right. Because totally. it's a different renovation. It's typically a different mm-hmm. area, a different price point. And yeah. then on the management side, there's much more that goes into it. There's much more cost or there's much more time that goes into it. So it has to align with where you're at now mm-hmm. and where you see yourself to be throughout the life of that that asset, too. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. And sometimes I will caution people against thinking of of short-term rentals as a solely just an investment. Of course you can structure it like that. You can just offload all of that and, and be somewhat passive in your short-term rentals and have some, a property manager and all that kind of stuff. But if you're going to be running it yourself, um, yeah, you have to, you have to love hospitality. You have to love talking to guests, like sometime, like, and be okay with, you know, dissatisfaction and being able to like navigate, you know, certain guests uh, requests and stuff like that is very different than having a long-term rental tenant. So I, yeah, yeah. I love it. Do you see the smile on my face? Uh, Just my experience through the years of like, yeah, like dealing with this, even, even the ones that we have completely managed When I say completely, it's never completely. And I had mentioned this before. I can't remember if it was during our recording or not. There's no such thing as passive income, right? So no matter how much you try, it's never going to be 100% passive. So even when they're managed out, the smile comes to my face of like all these weird things that happen in the short term, like in the long term, it's like, I don't really, I don't really see it, right? You you (laughs) don't, you have a, maybe we'll have some of them that will have uh, quarterly or, you know, annual inspections. But for the most part, you don't see these weird things. In short terms, I've seen so many weird things. It's crazy. Like people taking pictures off the, all the pictures. This happened multiple times. They'll take all the pictures off the wall. Yes. And the weirdest thing was they took the one, um, guest took all the pictures off the wall and started to put them in the broiler of the oven, put several of them in the broiler and then what? use the oven. So it burned the pictures. You know, it's like, what? Where, where did these, what? what yeah, yeah. You kind of wish that like you could have been a fly on the wall and so it seemed like what was, what was the maybe, rationale? Maybe we don't this? though. Maybe we don't yes, want to be a fly Yes, actually that's very, that's maybe probably that better. That kind of thought process is contagious. <laughs> you're like, no, I don't want any of that. <laughs> Just right, the weird right. comments. Like there's, yeah, it's a whole different thing. And I'm not, I love Airbnbs just because the, we at least double the income on yeah. the property, it changes the tenant class. It changes, yeah. uh, it changes the, what we can do with the property. So I love it, but it's entertaining because it's so, there's so much more. Um, and we can have like a brand new property just got renovated. First guest comes in. Oh, great. Five star. Next guest comes in. It's like noticeable smell. And it's like, what? That's the same person that we had to charge additional cost because they trashed the place you know yes yeah and i wonder yeah. where that smell came from uh-huh, yeah yeah fly on that wall there was flies <laughs> on the walls after that guess but ultimately absolutely love it love the short term um in your process chris and what i want to talk about is kind of how our world's connected um we have a company called physician well systems where we work directly with physicians building a turnkey real estate investment company. And in this company, we're doing 12 properties in 12 months. And what we love to do is to put these short terms in there to diversify a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this also um, presented the opportunity to leverage this, this massive tax code we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And this interesting piece where the the material involvement um, versus the what time you put in other uh, professions, your other income, and kind of like minimizes the lowers the barrier for all of this to become this thing called a real estate professional, and then the status, right? The RETS. Yes. And when I first started researching this, to say, man, this is a great opportunity because because some physicians, uh, most physicians are married to physicians like yourself, yep. right? Um, because you're working not more than eighty hours a week together, right? <laughs> yeah, um, but 
some physicians have the ability to have their partner or their wife or husband who stay at home or, you know, maybe have a less involved profession, but gives them the ability to become this real estate professional. Yeah. But the key piece of this is, okay, what is it? And then how in the world am I tracking this thing? In our worlds combined, I was telling you before we came on here was I was searching this. I was researching, you know, finding, finding these physicians who are doing this. And then all of a sudden here comes reps tracker pops up. And I remember seeing you on YouTube videos. It was probably about a year ago. And it was, it was so amazing to see our, on both of our calendars today, our, that our worlds came together and we get to share this with the listeners. Where did the reps tracker come from? Yeah, really good question. Um, and Brett, do you think we can pause for one second because my computer is about to run out of batteries and oh. I'm just going to run. I totally thought I had it plugged in and it just popped up. So hold on one second. No I, worries. I thought I would let you finish that whole sentence so you'd have a, a place <laughs> to <laughs> hold on. What is reps tracker? Yeah, so good, good question. So um, reps tracker is an app um, and a website that I created. Um, mostly it was born out of necessity for myself. Um, so I was in a position to declare real estate professional status, um, you know, back during the, the lockdown when I, I scaled down my clinical time very significantly, scaled up my real estate, and all of a sudden I was in this great position to be a real estate professional. Um, and I realized that there was really no good tools out there to help me kind of document and keep organized all of this like huge evidence burden that is essentially required of you to to be able to show that you're a real estate professional. And so I you know kind of looked everywhere, tried to like hack some systems, hack some like generic time tracking apps. And I realized that like this was just a, a hole in the marketplace. And I it's like I remember I was putting on my shoes one day and I was like, I know exactly what it needs to be. Like I I like just the whole like algorithm came to my my mind in one big like vision. And so I decided to to make it myself. So, um, so yes, it's a, it's an app and a website that helps um, people that are declaring real estate professional status or trying to um, trying to do the short term um, rental loophole. Um, and it uh, helps them keep evidence and time track all of their their hours for that. Very interesting. So now. In the midst of being the the pediatrician, the real estate investor, the mom, the animal lover, all of these things, um, we've now added app developer in there. And I know exactly where you where you were uh, trying to like hack these uh, time management apps and you know mm-hmm. time trackers, all of this stuff. I remember, and that's when I came across you. Uh, with, you know, I just mentioned it was it was awesome. And I, what is amazing too is that moment that epiphany moment where um where you're like injected into this state of flow where everything just comes in and that's the beauty that we talk about actually a lot on the show of where the entrepreneur is born and Mm -hmm. in medicine it is so crazy first of all congratulations for jumping off the boat not only in real estate but for this this idea as well too right Uh, because especially in medicine um the, uh, the, I guess the, the trend is like to squeeze you down because yeah. uh, to be risk adverse, to make sure that you're following these processes because it's people's lives that are on, 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 uh, at state here. But mm-hmm. now we have to change. We have to jump off the boat again and do something like this. So first of all, congratulations for taking that launch. And I'm sure that you're helping so many people with this as I'm, as I'm certain 
Um, I've struggled through that myself, and that's where we cross paths. So this this app, this is web based app that that everybody could actually find at uh, repstracker.com, R-E-P-S-T-R-A-C-K-E-R.com. And you said it helps track um, if you want to be a real estate professional status, whether right. it's the short-term loophole or the full the full tracking um, mechanism. And also, I I watched a, a clip from your Instagram as well, too, where you were, you were saying that you're using it even in your long-term, right? Tell us a little bit about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yes, I, I do. You mean um, using it for my long-term rentals or just yes. using it in general? Yes. Use yeah. it for your long-term rentals. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was, um, so now I am not actually a real estate professional because ironically, um, the time that I spend on reps tracker over the last two years has been, has overshadowed my, um, my time in real estate. Development <laughs> so of the know. app, yes. growing of the, the growth of the company, all of these yes. things. And that is, yes. that is, that is definition of irony in itself. Right. It? Right. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's, it killed my CPA when she found that yeah. out. She's like, ah, um, but anyways, so, so I am no longer an actual real estate professional. I can't, I don't declare that on my tax return anymore. Um, but I do use the, the app to track all of the things that like, you know, you just daily happen with your real estate, like, you know, uh, all the things that you kind of go back and you think that you're going to be able to remember, like where you put that, where you, where you stored that receipt, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I still use reps tracker for, for organization purposes, despite the fact that I'm not actually using it to, to qualify for reps. And to even, I mean, if, if there are any, um, any listeners out there today who, who are like, do would I qualify? Or is this just too overwhelming? Really just like everything else in our lives and every time and I've spoke with my team, every, everything I can imagine. If I'm not tracking, then I don't know, right? Yeah. So even yeah. if you think you can do this or if you think you can do it, I think it's a great to go to the website and try it. If you have properties and you're in, you're investing material invest, you know, material time into these, mm-hmm. meaning what? What is what does this material thing mean to you? Yeah. So, so spending time on your properties that you own. So um, that can be well, number one, it can take a lot of different forms. And number two, there can be some black and white areas and some gray areas. So, you know, it's that that definition does tend to be like a little bit of a moving target, but essentially spending time on the properties that you own. So whether you're like going to repair a sink, like, you know, get, picking up a hammer and nail is usually it looks like it's a pretty, pretty cut and dry thing that you're that, that you're actually, that's a material participation, but, you know, talking to tenants, um, vetting, you know, a guest or, you know, doing a walkthrough, um, getting applications from your tenants, you know, stuff like that. So anything that, that is that you, in order for your, your property and your business to continue to run, um, that you need to, to do. So, um, and you know, whether, however you want to take that definition, you can. (laughs) Yeah, it's great because, um, I'm sure everybody is one of the hard parts of this stuff too, because everybody has an opinion, everybody has a perspective, but what it comes down to, if you're not tracking anything, you have no idea if you're even close or if it's feasible or even how hard it may be. And then two, this gives you the ability to communicate clearly with your CPA, which when it comes down to it, they're the one that's signing for this. They've got to stand behind this, right? And 
Yeah, go ahead. You were going to say yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, to- that that you totally hit the nail on the head with both of those points. Um, yeah, the first point being like you just have no idea that um, how quickly those those like minutes and time that that you've been naturally spending on your real estate um, add up. It's kind of like you know if you you saved a dollar a day or a dollar every time you did a transaction, like how quickly it would, it would, and you, it would be very surprising to you that, that you would actually get to like a thousand dollars by the end of the year. It's like the same, same type of situation. Like you don't, yeah, I think most people underestimate how much time they're actually spending on their properties. So until you have data to, to show yourself, you, you really just don't know whether you can qualify for this or not. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's really good to see throughout the year. Like I, you know, tell people, like, look, don't just use it at the end of the year, like, keep, keep tabs on it all year long. What's your total? Like, do I need to, this is a very th- important thing for my, you know, finances for my tax return. Maybe um, I need to kind of pivot my strategy. Maybe I need to acquire a new place or whatever, you know, of, of course, don't let the, the tax tail wag the dog. But you know, there's, there's certain instances where like small pivots in your business can really make a big difference for your bottom line. So it's, but, but really like you just need the data to, to show you, you can't do anything without having the data. Um, and, and now I totally forgot what your second point was. The CPA making that sure <laughs> that, yeah, you're collecting that data and, and yes. making sure that it gives you the ability to communicate it with your CPA because they're the ones yes. that, that have to know and understand and back and say, yes, uh, this is good. This is good. We can do this. We can do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's really nice to be able to very quickly, um, have your CPA be able to collaborate and, and see those hours and see, and, um, and, and the way that Reps Tracker does it is it organizes it really easily so that they can see, oh, you've got like, you know, 20 hours of travel time, like something that you've, you've organized as travel time. Like, I, let's really dig into this because that's a gray area, you know? Um, and so it, it really lessens the amount of work that you have to do at the end of the year. It increases the confidence of your CPA. Um, it just really helps like streamline the entire process and make it more transparent for everybody. So, yeah. Very interesting. And there you said something to it. I won't dive too far into it, but it, 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 uh, it triggered my brain here. Um, don't let the tax tail wag the dog. And yeah. in my mind, as soon as you said that, it, it reminds me of, um, doing these things to, you know, acquire depreciation or to make write-offs, those kind of things. But in the, in the meantime, you, you defund the business, basically you lose right. all the cash. And right. that is not a place where anybody wants to be. I, I promise you. So I just want to touch on that. Um, yeah. this idea of you don't know what you have until you track or if you've got other mechanisms of tracking, uh, or you don't know if this would be good for you or not, but you're in real estate. I think either way, anybody, either way, this is a great way because you have a 14 day free trial on there, free 14 right. day trial to where you can track to say, Hey, is this really working? Is this? Is this worth it, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a great way to go on there. So R-E-P-S-T-R-A-C-K-E-R.com is a great way. If you're out there, if you've got long-term, short-terms, whatever it is, um, and you're thinking about this real estate professional status, this is it. Take action. Make the difference. And I say that so many times on the show. If if this plants a little seed of curiosity in your mind, take action and see what it's about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And, and, and um, I, I know you said this already, but it also does track for short-term rental, um, the short-term rental loophole too, which is a little bit easier to qualify for. So, and there's some information on the, the real, on the website too. So if you're totally in the, in the dark about what is, what's the difference between each one, you can also go on the website. I feel like we're all in the dark. <laughs> like, there's I think some, that's intentional. There's some gray areas, right? There's some gray areas we may tip our head into every now and then, but and then and then uh and then laws change. And then yes, yeah, yeah, then you have to get all different all administration comes. Again. And yeah, then I know. all the way down into the uh the the municipalities, you know, because we we do a lot of our stuff is midterm, you know, because of the municipality change. Yeah. You know, and when I say midterm, it's it's 30 days, a minimum of 30 days, which would not qualify for the loophole, right? Because that's well, seven days or shorter on average. It is, but yeah, actually there's a loophole of the loophole. Woo, um, two and loopholes. That, I know, I know. So um, if you have a place that's 30 days or less and you offer hotel-like services, which, Uh-oh. you know, it's a whole different ballgame, but um, then you could put, potentially qualify for the short-term rental loophole. It's interesting. So it's kind of like yeah. towels and linens and cleaning yeah, probably more room than service, women, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe everybody's got everybody's got room service, or... right? It's called the <laughs> yes. DoorDash, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, you want to kind of you know carve that out for yourself, but oh, the gray yeah, area. You might have to, di- yeah, I might have to dig in more to the hotel like services and see what whether you can truly offer that. But but yeah, it's that's kind of a cool loophole of the loophole. Interesting. So we've got this. We've got uh, reps tracker. Uh, dot com. Other great place I love watching what you're up to these days is the the Instagram. I've talked about this a lot, which I uh, divulge my lack of uh, farmability um, earlier <laughs> on that one. Uh, I saw that on Reps Tracker uh, at Reps Tracker on Instagram, and then you also have uh, Kirsten Invest on yes. Instagram as well too. So um, I think that's great. Thank you so much for your time today. I've got one last question for you, Kirsten. Yes. Ten years ago. What, where were you at 10 years ago? Better yet, what, if you could go back 10 years and mm-hmm. see yourself and tell yourself something, what would it be? <laughs> oh gosh. You know what? I, I'd say buy everything, everything that you see, <laughs> just over leverage the crap out of yourself. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's, that's with the benefit of hindsight, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's honestly probably what I would do. Interesting, because now that's uh, the first thing that pops into my mind on that is the uh, the interest 10 years ago, you know, kind of where is that even yet? Yeah, wow. This this last year, like we watched the interest rates double in 12 yeah. months, you know, it's yeah, crazy. but it's cyclical. History mm-hmm. repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, residential is offset from commercial. And, you know, it's don't get fixated on on this particular moment. Don't ever get stuck in the past, but don't ever not learn from the past. Um, and right. that's really important. Uh, and it comes down to, you know, the the proverb, too, of, um, you know, the the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago and today. So we're mm-hmm. in that market. Um, is And it comes down to where we started, too, with the, the naysayers of you t- telling you not to buy your first house. It's acquisition is an equation. And right. it doesn't matter what the market is. It doesn't matter where where money is or administration or anything like that. If you make accurate conservative projections, you remove the emotion from the acquisition. It comes down to math. And guess what? Yeah. Math never changes. Yeah. Math never no, changes. I I totally agree. And actually, sorry, I know you're trying to wrap this up, but it's just one little aside. It, I went to a conference recently and somebody 
um, put up a graph and were like, if you were to buy a house like this year, this year, this year, basically, you know, chose all the years from like 1995 forward, every single year, even right before the like big recessions. And what was that? Like 2000? What was the big recession? 2008? Yeah, um, seven, eight. That's yeah. <laughs> the year I bought my seven, first eight. house. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even even right before those bubble pops, if you had bought a house and held on to it to today, you still would have made a winning financial decision for, you know, on average. So it was it was eye opening. And so her her whole life, her whole thing was that, you know, even though it's scary to buy today, it's still probably going to be the right decision 20 years from now if you're if you're making smart decisions. Yeah. Um, for your real estate portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Removing, removing the emotion and leaning on the math is, is the yeah. big piece. And yeah. alongside of that, I will also put in there, you know, having a dependable power team that, that is doing for themselves what that, what you want to do with them, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. So having the accountants that also invest in real estate, having a real estate agent who owns rentals, right? Having right. a property manager that owns, uh, short-term rentals and is managing short-term. So that's a really important piece of it too. So it goes beyond the math equation, but the math is the foundation mm-hmm. and profits are made uh, on the acquisition and realized on the sale if you ever were to sell them. And we, yes. we talked about that briefly. So. <laughs> well, Kristen, it's been absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, man, I just, it's so exciting. And I'm um, again, congratulations on taking that, that jump, not only into real estate, but in the app development. I think it's awesome. And I want all the listeners to go out and take a look at this thing and, and, and just test and measure. I mean, that's all we do from business. That's all we do in relationships. We've got to test and measure in order to yeah. get better each and every day. Uh, so thank you for making our day brighter and bringing a smile on our face today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. And the listeners out there, again, thank you for your attention today. Um, and if you are interested in the short-term rental or tracking your long-term, whatever it may be, this is a great way. Jump on to that 14-day free trial. Uh, you can find it at repstracker.com. You can find Kirsten at Instagram, so at repstracker. Uh, follow along on the stories here. You could see the hen, not the rooster, the hen <laughs> on Instagram as well too. Follow along in her journey. And if you guys have any questions for us, uh, please send us an, uh, an email at info at physician well systems. If you would like to be a guest, that'd be awesome. Send us an email. If you know of anybody that should be a guest and have a great time, uh, having a conversation on here, let us know. And until then, we'll, we'll catch you on the next show here. Real estate mogul MD. Thank you again. <laughs>